0: something that on its face would be less controversial is more banal is more innocuous than the first lady given dr seuss books to libraries to help uh you know
1: instill the love of reading in kids you would have to try very hard to come up with something more universally acceptable
0: right um but it like everything else in the modern world, it's become a thing. And it, it doesn't matter where, but where was this library or the librarian said no? Massachusetts. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The fact that this exists anywhere. You know, and it turns
1: out, as I dig into it... It's Cambridge, Massachusetts, college town. Hmm, yeah. But there are
0: all kinds of uh, uh, articles and books that have been written um and speeches given about... How awful Dr. Seuss and a bunch of other of our beloved childhood books and TV shows are uh, bad for kids. Hilarious. So it's a a national phenomenon. So this particular librarian rejected the books. Now, here's the list of books, just to start with. Dr. Seuss books. You've probably read these yourself or to your little kids. I actually don't know, because a little bug went kachoo. We don't have that one.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I believe you. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know why he went kachoo? Fascism. But uh,
0: also... One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, the foot book, left foot, right foot, right, right, left foot, right. My kids love that one. Red fish is
1: a communist and should be investigated.
0: All the places you'll go. You know, you're typical. Love that one. Yeah. And so uh, toward fascism.
1: That's where you'll go.
0: Barack Obama actually gave Dr. Seuss a a posthumous uh, Medal of Freedom uh, honor and did a big thing and read all the places you'll go to a bunch of school kids and that sort of thing. So Barack Obama was perfectly okay with Dr.
1: Seuss books as is apparently Melania Trump. Do I like green eggs and ham? I like him better than fascism, Sam I am. (laughs) Mm. But so this librarian
0: who rejected these books said the cat in the hat is based on racial stereotypes, as many of the characters are in these books, and we cannot have them in our library. She also called Seuss a bit of a cliche and a tired and worn ambassador for children's literature
1: in her letter posted uh, yesterday of why they're rejecting the books. I find uh, Ludwig von Beethoven a tired and worn uh, representative of uh, putting notes together in music. Because that's what my kids, both my kids, said when they were
0: two or three years old and still say today, as we're still reading them, well, this is kind of tired, Dad, because I know that school kids have been hearing these books for decades. Now, it's funny. It didn't occur to them.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, they and request lived... that one of them be read for the 403rd time. Yeah, in their limited worldview, they
0: weren't aware of what a tired cliche Dr. Seuss was. What? what a human being comes up with that. I can't. A dumb even imagine.
1: one. <laughs> well, it's uh, but like, again, a dumb one, Michael. I, I appreciate yeah, your yep, yep. gentle bluntness. That cuts through the clock. I'm telling you, ideology trumps intelligence
2: all the time. And also it's not just about the books in and of themselves. Before Dr. Seuss was writing children's books, children's books were C Jane. C Jane Run. C. Spot. Well, right. He's, he's a genius
1: and universally loved, unless you are so sick with your ideology that your 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 mind has been poisoned. The, 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 the cat in the hat racial stereotypes. I'll, I'll get to
0: that. I'll get to what. Oh, that there's is. more. It's is pretty, there? Oh, yeah. There's a lot more. Oh, I'll boy. get to what exactly they're talking about. It's hilarious. Oh boy, here we go. But um, so this this librarian who rejected the the ten Dr. Seuss books partially because they're a tired cliche and racist. <laughs> She said, the librarian in me wishes that the First Lady, first of all, this is driven by the fact that she hates Trump, right? We all get that, right? Oh, yeah. It's clearly. just you hate Trump, and you hate that his wife gave books to the library, and you had to come up with a reason to if fight If Michelle
1: back. Obama gave them, the response would be, thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, she preferred books that focused on themes like children standing up to racism, trying to connect with parents who are incarcerated because of their immigration status. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's, that's a great kid's book.
0: Oh boy, oh boy, and to integrate aspects of other countries and and their of origin into new countries.
1: Oh yeah, that's you're going to give kids a love of reading with that stuff. That's what you yeah. know. If you're talking about twelve year olds, ten year olds, sure.
0: Yeah, but you read these books. I've just done it. You can read them to a two year old that don't even really understand anything yet. They love left foot, right foot, right, 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 or whatever it is. <laughs> they don't want to read about. Um, a, ch- a child is trying to deal with their parents being d- d- incarcerated due to immigration status.
1: <laughs> I mean, God, that is, that is so freaking funny. Do you like assimilation or do you like humiliation?
0: Um, so as this book was The Cat in the Hat Black that came out a couple of years ago, there was this thing for 20 years read across America. Had been doing this thing on March 2nd, Dr. Seuss's birthday, where they would, uh, they would promote Dr. Seuss and all this different book stuff. It was all built around that, because he was the, the face of children's reading. Because it helps kids learn to love to read. Until the book Was the Cat in the Hat Black came out, and they had oh, to boy. rethink it with the growing scrutiny of racial imagery in the beloved children's books. Uh, It started with uh, a bunch of cartoons were unearthed that Dr. Seuss had written way back during World War II, where he drew Japanese um, soldiers in cartoonish, stereotypical ways, Uh which people now consider racism. Um, It said, portraying the Japanese in a negative way. That's because the Japanese were trying to freaking kill us
1: all. And likewise. And we're trying to kill them. It was a world war, according to some people.
0: Um and and that and that's where it came from, uh. That started the whole thing. But you just, I can't even believe that people even have this. Um. Are able to get to this mindset? I mean, I don't. I don't know if they're like completely out of bounds crazy or they're just like really, really clever at jerking us all
1: around. Oh no, they mean it. I'm telling you. Watch that video we posted at ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com. You will look into the face of the ideologically insane.
0: I'm trying to find... I lost, them, I lost my list on my phone here. Hold on a sec for a second. Bah, 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 bah. I'll go back to this. Um, The Oompa Loompas. This other guy who wrote this article oh, got yeah. into that. Yeah. And the problems with the uh, the poor Oompa Loompas. We all, we all feel bad about them.
1: Well, how about unsafe working conditions? Let's start there. People getting sucked up into various tubes and pulled down nightmare rivers in the workplace? <laughs> uh... Oompa Loompas of the world unite.
0: Why am I having so much trouble finding this? I apologize. I don't know. Oh, um, this guy wrote a big article about Dr. Seuss and just children's literature in uh, general about the Oompa Loompas and how that was obviously a slavery is what was going on there. And it was teaching children to be okay with slavery. And then what you need to do at the end of a movie like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is you need to ask children, would you be
2: happy working in a factory and being in prison there? <laughs> if you ask any kid if they want to work in a candy factory and they are never allowed to leave the candy factory, right. Their answer will be yes. No, you don't understand, kids. You don't... Would you
1: like to be there and be forced to work and never allowed to leave? Yes. No, no, no. No, no, you're not listening to me.
0: You're supposed to ask the children, did you notice that the Oompa Loompas were of a different color, but the owner who owned them was white. Right. And what does that mean?
1: Oompa, doompa, anybody, anybody doompa who, doompa anybody,
0: who anybody who saw that movie, did did anything within a million miles of that even cross your mind well, when you watched the
1: movie? That's your Wonka privilege because <laughs> he's like you. The
0: uh, problem with the cat in the hat is his minstrel-like appearance. That's what my kids were noticing when they were three years old, because yes. they are, of course, steeped in the knowledge of minstrel shows.
1: Yes. I uh, taught them that first, so they would have a point of reference. Well, just because they're not knowing they're being duped into white supremacy doesn't mean they're wrong, Jack, that the, these people are wrong. The minstrel-like appearance, right? The hat and the umbrella. Minstrels always with umbrellas.
0: What they found more troubling was the racist racist images hidden in plain sight in Seuss's most popular picture books. Uh, This person who holds a master's degree in social work who wrote the article.
1: Oh, boy. If you meet anybody under any circumstances, any setting with a master's degree in social work, run for your life. In Dr. Seuss books, 98%
0: of the human characters are white. Only 2% of people are of color, where all the characters are of color. The cat in the hat and the black-faced minstrel act, in addition to how people of color are portrayed in his children's books through orientalist and anti-black stereotypes and caricatures,
2: they're almost always presented as subservient and peripheral to the white characters. The trees have fur instead of bark in these books. These are not supposed to be snapshots of what I looked <laughs> at when I, when I viewed through my window. She, it's a points, she
0: points out that the cat in the hat, perhaps Seuss's most famous character, is based on minstrel stereotypes. The cat's physical appearance, including the cat's oversized floppy hat, floppy bow tie, white gloves, and frequently open mouth mirrors actual blackface performers, as does the role he plays as entertainer to the white family in whose house he doesn't belong. Mm because that's what that's also what I thought is good kid, point I see he clearly because I am as a 3-year-old steeped in minstrel history he is uh he's wearing the minstrel garb his mouth is always open and he is subservient to the white characters and he doesn't belong in the house so black
1: people are actually cats <laughs> is that is that what we're supposed to learn from this so my question to you is do these people actually believe this s
0: oh yeah absolutely do they think my kids reading that book are more likely to be in favor of slavery or think black i don't know how they would ever even work black people into their consciousness consciousness while reading the cat in a hat but this person thinks they come away with thinking black people should be subservient and entertain us no yeah yeah it's, it's, you it's believe, an unspoken message you believe they believe
1: that 100 percent I don't see how we you talk to these people. I don't see how you could get that crazy. Oh, they're, they're, number one, it proves how incredibly enlightened they are, so they are revered by their mob. And uh, number two, it, it makes them uh, a celebrity within their academic circles. They're, they get a lot of attention, a lot of praise, a lot of uh, you know lauding of their uh, their discoveries. Especially because if you go up against anything that's traditional and American, you get a lot of automatic credit credit in the uh, you know the academic circles. So yeah, it's it's a giant ego jerk off, and to a large extent. Plus, they actually believe this stuff,
0: and they think that that was Doctor Seuss's intent when he was writing the book was to try to perpetuate mm-hmm. racism or something or something. I am going to next time well my kids have never seen Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. If they do after the movie we will ask those questions as suggested by that author. What do you th- How do you think they felt being slaves, Sam? They had a chocolate
2: river, dad. It's awesome.
3: I don't like it's, the look
2: of it. Oompa, it's unbelievable.
3: I mean,
0: it, I, I honestly can't believe it. Our text line is um, 415-295-KFTC. Love to hear your opinion on that. Are you going to burn your Dr. Seuss books today, having heard this? 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: We have a rule that requires our players to stand for the anthem. It's been our rule as long as I've been involved. With the league, and my expectation is that our players will continue to stand for the anthem.
0: There you go. That's the uh, commissioner to the NBA saying everybody's got to stand for the anthem. That's just part of the league. That's how you handle it. And then it's over.
1: No, it's not. And
0: then what do you do if they don't stand, though? You kick exactly. them out of the league? Sure. Fine them. Fine them. That's whatever it is, 80% black? Right. Assuming it's black players are kneeling. I don't know that it
1: would be, but it probably would be. And I haven't seen the numbers. I. I I would guess that the fan base is uh, uh, blacker. <laughs> I love when people say stuff like that. Uh, it, there's probably a higher percentage of African-American fans of basketball than football. I would guess. So After Positive, Sean, you're a
2: basketball fan. Uh, I'm, not, I'm white. Well, well yeah, but you, you go to a lot of basketball games. <laughs> no, no,
3: games. I, mean, I, I would say that's... Probably a little higher.
2: Yeah, than, than the NFL. I would yeah. say that's a, that's a safe guess. Yeah, And
1: considerably higher than baseball. Which used to be super popular among uh, black folks, but now not so much. So after my kids watch Willy
0: Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, I'm supposed to say to them, would you be happy working in a factory and being in prison there? Why are most of the main characters white? And what does this mean to you? Um,
1: it was uh, can, in England. Can you imagine <laughs> anybody actually doing that with like their five-year-old? Uh, England in the early part of the 20th century was uh, very, very white. Dad, I'm not sure I understand your question. And
0: tonight, instead of reading the childhood classics we usually read, we're going to read a books focused on children standing up to racism and trying to connect with parents who are incarcerated because of their immigration status. <laughs> like One
2: fish, two fish, red fish, incarcerated fish. <laughs> Those all seem like perfectly kind of fine questions to discuss in some sort of college class about the impacts of whatever, whatever, but why are you trying to have those conversations with a five-year-old? I
0: don't know. I can't even imagine.
3: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. And you know,
0: this conversation fits in with what we're about to switch to, because... How quickly things have changed, so you have Barack Obama. What was that thirty years ago, twenty years ago? no, a year ago. <laughs> Barack Obama a year ago, the President of the United States was hailing Dr. Seuss as one of the great treasures of America, right, and now it seems acceptable, I guess, for librarians to reject dr. Seuss books because it's racist. same thing with the whole free speech movement, and antifa and that sort of thing. It wasn't that long ago that uh, your average liberal would have said, no, 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 people get to say what they want. And now you got people beating down people in the streets just for demonstrating peacefully, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the chunk of the media is accepting it for some reason. Well, Alan Dershowitz, who we've had on the show before, he's a professor at Harvard, and uh, he's an interesting dude. He was part of the O.J. Simpson uh, dream team, for instance. Hey, gal's got to make a living. And, um... I often agree with him. I often don't agree with him. He's a, he's a hardcore Democrat. He pushed Hillary hard, but he's also a big free speech guy. And he, gets, he was on Tucker Carlson saying some interesting stuff about where we are with Antifa.
4: Well, I think employees are different than students uh, because they're supposed to be role models. Students are supposed to listen to them. NYU is a private university, and I think the president would be well within his rights to fire a professor who advocates violence, particularly to students because it's students who are joining Antifa. It's growing by leaps and bounds, and he's justifying not only violence, but violence to suppress free speech and academic freedom. I guess the implication of what he saying is if a teacher gets up in class and pronounces a view that he regards as sexist, it would be okay for the students to get up and beat up the teacher Uh, or like the student uh, the other day in New York, in the Bronx, pull out a knife and kill a fellow student who is expressing a contrary view. Where does it end if one side can use violence to stop oppression? Oppression is in the eye of the beholder. What does the other side do in response?
1: That's interesting stuff well it seems so incredibly oh, self-evident yeah, yeah. to most people and and then the response from the antifa uh, crowd is that well they they've got to ratchet up they've got to grossly inflate the the so-called dangers they've got to equate speech with actual violence They've got to then say, we're under attack, we're being assaulted. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't call speech violence and then say, I've been assaulted. No, no, no. But that's how they justify all of it. I want to hear the
4: other one. As
1: if they're defending themselves against the violence of
4: his speech. Oh, right. shut yeah. up. Hmm. please. I've also been invited to speak at Berkeley. Mm. But Berkeley has said, I can't speak there because I'm, quote, a high visibility person. Which is true. And if you're high visibility, you have to give eight weeks notice unless you're invited by a department. Now, here's the trick departments invite anti-israel speakers all the time so they don't have to go through the eight-week thing but they don't invite pro-israel speakers so we have the eight-week barrier whereas anti-israel speakers don't have the eight-week barrier and i'm gonna sue so berkeley is- wait, wait, if wait. they don't allow me to speak if they may we- make me wait eight weeks and allow anti-israel speakers to come within three or four that days is- that's a lawsuit
0: wow alan dershowitz is not allowed to speak at berkeley <laughs>
4: That's amazing.
1: Uh, Alan, they're not going to be able to defend that suit. They have no money because of those thousands and thousands of UC employees who make over hundred grand a year in retirement. So I think they won't even be able to hire any lawyers.
0: The, I, like, I liked his point about, so if a professor started saying something you thought was sexist, <clears throat> can you go up and uh, beat them up for it? Well, Antifa would think so.
1: Well, yeah, and he's talking about the case of, as you know, you saw the, the, the professor there who's writing a book about... Uh, You're you're violent leftists and seems to be in favor of them.
0: Yeah, I'm glad Alan Dershowitz is an old school lefty who still believes in free speech. Mm -hmm. Thank God. The fact that the media is not more on the side of that. the ACLU still believes in free speech. Um, Usually the media, for whatever reason, is not not on board. He says the Antifa movement is growing. Uh, greatly, he said right there. Do you think it is? Yeah, really. Yeah, boy, that's that's sad to hear. Well, it's attracting
1: hoping... attracting similar minded, self righteous people who think that uh, you know the the sacred laws of human conduct don't apply to them because their cause is so righteous. There are people like that. And and they've got a a mantle. I mean, it's very similar to ISIS. You want to be part of history. You want an identity. You want to think, all right, why am I? Why am I alive? What's the purpose of my life? Now I have a purpose. It's intoxicating, especially for the young, which is why every violent revolutionary in the history of violent revolutionaries has recruited on college campuses. Because you can convince idealistic hormonal young people about to do about anything,
0: going back to the books thing, I just had a thought, so you know how like um this guy that died the other day he was uh one of the best fake news guys out there during the election. He was found dead the other day in Phoenix from drug overdose or something, but anyway he'd he'd made up a bunch of stories that he said it was really easy. To trick the Trump fans into spreading around because mm-hmm. they were so hungry for the information. Yeah. Could I write, and I could think I could write one in an afternoon, several. Could I write uh, some sort of book about fascism or something like that, rhyme it, have really bad drawings and
1: sell it to this crowd? Probably, yes. If they want to
0: put it in their schools, yes. in their libraries. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, and since Dr. Seuss is, I, I remember in the Soviet days that you'd be rehabilitated that right. that you could be a villain and then the next year the party says no right. no he was actually a hero and you've been rehabilitated. Right. Um what's the opposite of that? When you're when you fall out of the party line, the party's favors their mm-hmm. term for that. Now that Dr. Seuss has been uh you know relegated to the bad communist the uh, good
3: log of history.
1: Right. We've got to uh, reprint his books. The fascist in the hat,
3: green, green eggs and fascists,
1: one fi- one fascist, two fascist, red fascists, blue fascists, hop on pop because he's a fascist, fascist in socks, Horton hears a, everybody now, fascist, fascist. that's yes. right, that's what he heard, yeah, right. You
0: uh, pen those today?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'll get to work.
0: Sell them all over the country to those libraries. It's really quite freaking amazing
3: how about where's the mexican waldo (laughs) (laughs) deport him
0: the idea of reading to my little tiny children a story about a little kid whose parents were incarcerated due to immigration status
1: it's just hilarious to me well and what's especially stupid i mean because there's so much stupid here it's tough to even get your arms around it but those books are for a completely different stage of reading. Of course. So, I mean, your, your premise is ridiculous. Never mind your idiotic reasoning.
3: What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got tax reform panic now in D.C. with lobbyists frantically moving to protect their clients' best interests. I mean, it's like telling your kid, don't read Hop on Pop. Read the Brothers Karamazov. It's much better. <laughs> what? West Coast politician says he is all for Trump attacking North Korea right now. And Elon Musk's plan to get you anywhere on the planet in under an hour. Yes. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Gibby. Boy,
0: wouldn't that be wild? How would that change the world if you'd be an hour commute from
1: anywhere you want to be? Tall oh, man. Oh, the places you'll go, as Dr. Seuss mm-hmm. put it, back when he was perverting the minds of our young. Yes. I will not hear that
0: racist filth. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Audio and textures enjoyed the uh, cat in the hat segment. Glad to see that. It's a uh, sort of thing that you will tell people throughout the day. That's how crazy the world has gotten. It's just unimaginable.
3: Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. President Trump is promoting his plan for a sweeping rewrite of the tax code to an audience eager for the proposed change. Trump is talking to the National Association of Manufacturers right about now. Meanwhile, there's panic in D.C., New York Times reporting the GOP's release that promised massive revamp of the tax code has set off a scramble among Washington lobbyists and trade groups to protect valuable tax breaks and other deeply entrenched provisions in the code. The Times continuing the plan's scant details make it hard to know what exactly is on the chopping block, but within hours of the plan's unveiling, flashpoints emerged over measures that supporters said could hurt the housing market raise borrowing costs, and increase the tax burden on families in high-tax states. Well You know, all right, that's going to be a big one. But
1: this is interesting. This is a good uh, example of how it works. So you got the real estate lobby going right. crazy. Though the mortgage interest deduction will be preserved, Correct. real estate agents are warning that the proposal to double the standard deduction will make taxpayers less likely to itemize their return and claim the mortgage deduction. At the point where you're saying things like that, your tax code has gotten way too complicated and social engineering-y. It just has. I
0: wish we could actually get down to the uh, unicorn idea of you could do your taxes on a 3 by 5 note card. Mm -hmm. Because that's the way it Mm -hmm. should be. And you do that through some sort of national sales tax or whatever it's going to be. Um, that they get to the tax through. Because the idea that you have to hire a lawyer to find out right. how much money the government's supposed to take from you, or you go to jail if you don't get it right, is ridiculous.
1: That's- I would lovingly mount that unicorn, Jack, and ride it toward justice.
3: <laughs> San Diego area congressman would back President Trump if he wants to go to war with North Korea. Representative Duncan Hunter from El Cajon posted what he's calling an op-ed to his website. He says the U.S. needs to prepare for other alternatives to sanctions when dealing with the leader of North Korea, who Trump calls Little Rocket Man. Last week, Hunter called for a preemptive strike, saying North Korea is a third world country that managed to build a nuclear weapon.
1: Old Dunk is uh, under a little pressure for some campaign finance stuff, and I wonder if he's just trying to rally the folks. I usually agree with him. Plus, I love hunting Duncans. (laughs) I'm a Duncan hunter myself. I got some heads of Duncans on my wall.
0: Every day that goes by, North Korea is getting closer to their goal of full-on proof, if they don't already have it, that they can put a, a nuke anywhere in the United States. And they may already be able to do it. We don't know.
3: Getting anywhere on the planet in under an hour, one of the more intriguing possibilities that Elon Musk, the billionaire innovator, has raised as he unveiled plans for a new rocket. Musk is saying his rocket ship would both take off and land vertically like a space rocket. It would fly most routes, New York to Tokyo, for example, in about 30 minutes and anywhere else in the world in under an hour. That would be incredible. His presentation today in Australia, Musk was showing off plans for the so-called BFR rocket, which would also be able to bring satellites into orbit and cruise to Mars. He's talking about a smaller version of this rocket for travel around, you know, the Earth. But he's saying within five years, this is fully possible. You know, I'm not sure I can take six G's. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, taking off. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. the,
1: the G force would make your uh, Blue Angels experience look uh, like a minor incident. I, I would think.
0: You would almost have to.
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh, granted, you'd be strapped into a chair, everything would be braced right. and everything, but right. man. I don't know.
3: Well, I'll tell you, I sure like the cut of Elon's uh, jib. Oh, you yeah. know Between that and the Hyperloop and everything else he's come up with, man.
0: What? But, it, but is the is the near future, you yeah. could have a business lunch in Tokyo this afternoon. Yeah. Oh, no. how cool would that be? Take you off, want go to sushi, hon? Let's go to Tokyo. Be home at your regular time. Right? Of course, it probably cost a zillion
1: dollars. Well, like everything, yeah. it'd get cheaper over time. Has yeah. Elon Musk ever looked into the, the choo-choo train? Because that's California's big project for the future.
3: (laughs) The the locomotive, the rails, (laughs) etc. Good
1: idea, Jerry.
3: (laughs) I think Elon would have to have a time machine to look at the choo-choo. Oh, wait, no. We have them here. We have them in the future. How will we shoot the bison (laughs) from the Hyperloop? That's our governor. Governor Brown, thank you, sir. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. (laughs) I am off to get bacon.
0: We have a number of people pointing out that, that they third at schools, Dr. Seuss is still revered. Well, I'm sad for you. I am sad for you. Right. That they're at Adolf
1: Hitler Elementary. Exactly. Fascists. Hey. That racist, fascist hell that is Dr. Seuss. Hey. 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 The fighting Mussolinis.
0: Got silliness to come. Do you want silliness? These are serious times, Jack. No silliness. No I've silliness. got a follow-up,
2: Shell Silverstein, a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pretty bad Nazi. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't good at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean he is any less of a fascist. It's flu season
0: again, and the advice they're giving you about flu shots is as confusing to me as it is every single year. It's <laughs> is yeah, so sick enough. I'm coming across completely different views of what you're supposed to do. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I saw that yesterday, a little girl wore a pantsuit to Hillary Clinton's book signing in New York. Oh. Hillary's like, that is so
4: sweet. Now are you going to buy a book or not? <laughs> and get out of here.
0: <laughs> wow, that's the view. And scram, kid. People half of her. Uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We're going to talk to somebody uh, next hour who is trying to fight back against a homeless problem in their neighborhood and running
1: into some obstacles. Drugs, violence, poo, etc. There's a backlash against them trying to get poop out of their neighborhood. The pro-poop lobby, it's the the scumbags of Antifa, among other things.
0: I was looking at the automobile section of USA Today. They usually review
1: new cars on Fridays. Kudos for using the term automobile, as so many people do these days. Horseless carriage is so out. <laughs> uh,
0: Lexus redid their flagship car for the first time in 10 years. Which one's that? that the big one. The biggest oh, the one. LS? Your flagship one? car yes. is your biggest one, right? Your biggest, most expensive one. And um, and so they redid theirs for the first time in 10 years. Grill is really weird looking. I don't like it. But anyway, it massages your ass. Oh, which I finally. Appreciate. Seat massagers. So you oh, sit there yeah. and just
2: needs your honey. Oh, yeah. Those automatic massagers always sound great. <laughs> They never really do the trick, do no, they? No. No. They kind
1: of vibrate or jab
2: at you. They're, off, <laughs> yeah, they're often they're often semi painful. Yeah. There's the ones that have like the rotating knuckles that I'm just <laughs> essentially being prodded by a rolling yeah. pin.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like uh it's like cue balls being pushed right. on you really, really hard.
2: That's uh,
0: that's not that good. Uh, so maybe theirs will be better or worse. I have no idea. Look at the grill
1: on that. You like that? I don't like that. I don't know. Nice grill. grill. Oh yeah, that's kind of their grill lately. It's a weird look. Yeah, they're doing that grill. It on says not everyone
0: cars. will like that. Yeah, I would agree. But here's <laughs> the one that caught my eye: this new amphibious RV that you can get. Now it's kind of pricey, eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But you can just drive it. What's like- the uh,
1: What's the payment on that? Monthly payment. <laughs>
0: So you can just drive it to the river, the lake, the ocean, wherever you're going, and then just keep driving down the sand Hell into yeah. the water, and now Hell you're yeah. on, now you're on a boat. You're just cruising around.
1: <laughs> How freaking awesome is to that? Run over sunbathers, you. <laughs> Chase me, go ahead.
2: God, I want one of those. Oh, oh yeah,
1: no! Who does, it, does everybody? It? Who- The Amphibicar, they tried to get that going in the 70s, though, and and Dan Aykroyd was like the only guy who bought one. But the fact that it's a
0: full-on RV, a full-on, you sleep in there, you got a kitchen, you got a bathroom RV, so you get to wherever you're going, you just drive into the water, and maybe you're in San Diego, you get into the water and you cruise up in the water all the way up to Portland or whatever. And then you drive back onto the road and drive down I-5. <laughs> oh, come on. Maybe that's the way you take your trip. That'd be
2: so awesome. Dad, Dad where are you going? The bridge is that way. We don't need bridges, son.
0: That is so cool. We make our own roads. That might be my goal in life, to find a used one of those in a couple of years that I can afford. <laughs> wow. It's 32,000 pounds fully hmm. loaded. That's
1: <laughs> awful heavy. What's the mileage? I don't care. <laughs> well, you're going to have to have a 6,000-gallon tank. It's how heavy?
0: Uh, it says 32,000 pounds. <laughs> that seems Holy very crap. heavy. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. That is really, really heavy. Yeah. You think? Because usually a car weighs like 6,000
1: pounds. That's... And that's a big car.
0: Yeah, a really big car would, yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, three tons? That's How's a big-ass vehicle. Are they shirt floats? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Has
0: anybody tried it, or am I just going to drive blah, 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 we blah, didn't, blah? We
2: didn't
1: say it floated. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the mileage is 3 in the city and 5 on the highway probably. Right. I'm sorry, yeah. you got the anchor package. You wanted the floating package? Awesome.
1: If you put down 400k, the payments only $10,000 a month. Fantastic. Those are really big fancy motorhomes. They're, they're they're it's not uncommon for those to be
0: that expensive. Oh um, yeah, you can drop a couple hundred, can't you? On like the oh, super easily. fancy ones? Yeah. Um my uh, my parents when they winter at the RV park that they winter at To come down out of the mountains so they're not in the snow so much. There's, there was one person that used to be there that had one of those really expensive half million dollar ones. They'd won the lottery. Half
1: million? I didn't know you could. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. The, like, the
0: ones that look like a tour bus
1: that. Yeah. You know, that. Half million? I had no idea. I have, I have lusted for an RV more consistently. Throughout my life than anything but the act of love. They are great. Uh, the only th- I've never owned one. The only problem I have with my
0: RV is I think, why didn't I get one of these earlier in my life? Honestly. Really? Freaking love it. Wow. My is it just because you have
1: a bathroom in your car? That's a lot of it. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that all right. and a place to sleep. Oh, my God. It's so awesome as a place. It, you just fully on lay down. But uh, give, me, give me the context. I mean, most of the time, where are you, what are you doing that you pull over and sleep? Just like um, your day-to-day life? I'll tell you, like
0: I had a doctor's appointment, like uh, left work, had a doctor's appointment. I had a yeah. little time to kill in between. I park in the parking lot. I, I just get into bed and go to sleep for oh 20 minutes. God. Then I use the bathroom and go into my doctor's appointment. You're my hero. <laughs> you are my hero. Now, if I'd had one, I, what I don't get is why I didn't have one before when I was single. Yes. and I, Not for the
2: tautry. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, no. down, going to love you in my Chevy van,
0: and Honestly, that's all right with me. Not for those reasons, because I'm thinking there's not that many girls that
1: that that think that's cool. That hey, you want to come out to my RV? I don't think you many come people come see my RV. It's kind of George Michaelish. God rest his soul.
0: But the I've had a few drinks and a big meal at this <laughs> restaurant, and I walk out in the parking lot and I just get into bed. <laughs> I just sleep for like an hour, an hour and a half, wake up at nine o'clock, use the bathroom, drive
1: home. I love that idea. You know, I probably shouldn't be driving. No problema. I'm not. I'm sleeping. Right into bed. Night all. Huh. I, I come home tonight. What? I'm not. Gonna, I'm sleeping here. Watch a little TV or whatever. Yes. Take a snooze. Oh, yeah. Get something out of the fridge. Have a bowl of cereal. Some drive bacon on. bacon eggs. <laughs> Cook it up on your little kitchenette and then drive on. <laughs> And the bathroom is a big part of it. I want one so so bad. So bad. (laughs)
0: Now, if I had one that I could just drive straight on into the water, maybe I'll try that with mine this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, good idea. It works.
1: Super. There's a plug? I didn't know there was a plug. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, well, listen, uh, thanks a million for listening. Have a great weekend if you got to go or they're putting on, uh, you know, some crazy show. We got another hour, though, for the folks who enjoy the award-winning fourth hour. If you want to take back your
0: neighborhood, there's going to be... Opponents to that, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.